Hello. Woo! And we're back. We're back. Fifth and long. The fifth and long. I'm your host, Gabe. I'm your other host, Timmy. Yellow party. Get your fit ready. Get your fit ready, ho. Yeah, your... we, look, we hey. can tell y'all about this. We gave you fair notice. We fair gave notice. y'all about two weeks or something like that. It's time to pull up, show up, show out, turn up. Turn up. Do all that. May 18th, the yellow party. It's not a strict yellow dress code. Right. Just but have at least a try. little yellow in it. Back. Incorporate a little yellow in it. Uh, that's from 2 to 7, bar 13. Hit us up if you know us about any other details that you want to know about. Tickets are on Eventbrite. It's right. free before 3.30. Free before 3.30. 10, 10 after that. It right. can be a lit ass crazy Performance ass Performance by Ryan. All that shit. Got <laughs> DJ Captain on the ones and twos. T. Marie. T. Marie. Uh, what else is there Cor- to say Cor- about it, Nelio. On the drums, bro. <laughs> Killing shit. Drums, bro. Killing shit on the drums. I Rooftop. Just so I know, we didn't do no preparation yeah, for this Yeah, we just episode. pulled up. We what's just up? pulled up. What's up? We to ready to talk, bro. <laughs> to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite part of the show right here is a trivia. <laughs> right. All right. So usually we do black people for <laughs> trivia. And it's like, who was the first black person to XYZ? Right. But... It's still black people, mm-hmm. but a twist, a twist, like record skins. holder for all people, not just blacks, <laughs> not just the niggas, <laughs> but for all people. Okay, cool. Ready? <laughs> what MLB player mm-hmm. is tied to play for the most teams? Is it A, John Carlos, B, Tommy Smith, mm. C, Edwin Jackson, and they're all black, even though... John Carlos sounds a little bit. It's not Tommy else. Smith either. Though. The answer is definitely not B. John Carlo. John Carlos and Edwin Jackson. Edwin Jackson. Um, you uh, lost last week, so let's see. I know. I'm gonna get this again. one right. Though I already eliminated B as an answer choice. It's I heard not you. Tommy Smith. So my only other options are John Carlos at this point and, and Edwin Jackson. And Edwin Jackson. Let's see what you got. Um, Hit me with your best shot. I'm going to see Edwin Jackson. Yo, you're back on track. Hey, let's get it. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Edwin Jackson. Edwin Jackson. He so, played for what? 14 teams? He's about to play for 14. So right now he has played for 13 teams. He's currently on the A's. Whoa. Um, And he's going to the Blue Jays. <clears throat> So here, here's the full itinerary of the teams he's played for, starting in two, 2003. Mm. The Dodgers, yep. the Rays, mm-hmm. the Tigers, yep. Diamondbacks, mm. White Sox, Cardinals, Nationals, Cubs, Braves, Marlins, Padres, Orioles, the Nationals again. Sheesh. And now he's currently on the Athletics, and now he's about to be on the he's Blue Jays. He's over been place. all over the country playing baseball. I wonder if he's got a family just uh, moving with him. I wonder if he's good. Right. I mean, he's... I mean, that's a long career. I mean, yeah, and he's not in the minors. Right. So he must be some type of But good. he doesn't have no longevity. Right. Why, why don't right. teams want him? <laughs> Let's just keep passing him back and forth. You take him. Yeah, yeah, no, you take him. All right, all right. Good for him. Uh, good, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any black excellence this week? I I should have thought somebody, but low-key, I didn't think about it. Black excellence. There's definitely something. I mean, in sports. So. I was just thinking about some shit, too. Uh, something. We'll give it to somebody Black excellence goes to you, Timmy. I feel like I feel like it, it's time, bro. Nah, it goes to you, bro. Bro, you moved here to New York. All right, let's go. It well, goes to us, bro. <laughs> it is coming up on our year anniversary for real. Our year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Living on the apartment floor. Yes, we were living on the floor, like dead ass sleeping on the floor. Kyla was staying with us. One year has passed. It's crazy. Sheesh. We're old, bro. Where were you at this time last year, like mentally? Because um, football was done. Football's done. Are we, what is the senior week right now? It's the senior week right now. I was just wilding, bro. Me too. This was just like, uh, Bruh. 
Hmm. I was wilding, but I was also like, I truly and utterly do not know what I'm doing yeah. after May 21st. Right. Because I'm like, I didn't play football. Like, yeah. I ain't get no call after uh, pro day, after the drafts. Like, right. I'm thinking like, damn, like a mini camp or something. Right. I ain't getting no shit. I had this little job set up, but uh, I didn't know what the fuck I was uh, working into. Uh, sports. Sports. Fifth and long is about sports. Did no you see the story about... um? The dude Telvin Smith, you're a Jaguars fan. The dude uh, Telvin yeah. Smith from the Jaguars is taking a season off to, of you course. know, um, to, I guess just get his life in order where his, his words. His exact words were to get my world back in order. Get my world back in order. How do you feel about that? First of all, I love um, Telvin Smith. You mm-hmm. can, whatever you choose to, to do, you have my complete and utter um, respect. You okay. have been a lot, like you have been a great player to the right. Jaguars right. franchise for so long. Right. We thank you, bro. You need... You, you want to leave, nigga? Go ahead, leave. Man. Like you, you get your blood, sweat, and tears to this team, nigga, right. and you deserve every bit of rest that you get. Mm. And if you do come back, hey, I'm here for it, nigga. Right, right. But um, this is interesting because this story, his timing, <clears throat> comes in a time where Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor were low key forced to retire because yeah. their bodies don't work no more. Right. And um, so the- that coupled with the Telvin Smith thing is like. Yeah. Interesting. The Doug Baldwin shit is I, I maybe understand Cam Chancellor because I think they said something about his neck, but the Doug Baldwin like side of it kind of came out of nowhere because I think nowhere. Doug Baldwin was just like a top ten receiver last I'm saying, year. Or something. And he be what he be doing that's physical. I mean Right. Right. He be <laughs> Cam Chancellor, like his name is Bam Chancellor. Yeah, like yeah, literally. Yeah, you probably have taking heads off and shit. But Doug Baldwin, he be out here cracking heads. Right. I mean, what like Doug, Doug Baldwin's out here shifty as fuck, ducking people the whole time. I'm to be saying, honest, like, but, uh, great footwork, like, yeah. you be getting touched. Right. <laughs> I mean, no shade, but, right. like, what? Yeah, I saw I saw the statement from Seattle, though, saying, like, these are longtime players who are part of a, you know, the part of the Seattle uh, legacy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but we got to cut them, pretty much, is what Sheesh. they said. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, the Boy, statement they released. Imagine college cutting niggas just off of being hurt because people be hurt for a OD. long time in college. OD. Low key. Oh, do And I'm sure in the in the league too, but like there are certain guys, even on Boston Soccer team, who low key, you never saw them play football because right. they were just always in a yellow or in a red or right. not dressed out or like all the hamstring guys. All the, ham- the hamstring guys? Yeah. Thankfully, bro, I never I was never an injury. No I mental health, bro. Why why you say that, bro? <laughs> I just didn't believe in injuries. I hear you. I just told myself, like, one day I broke my foot back in 12th grade and um, I had to go jump, triple jump in the, in the, in the state championship. Mm-hmm. And that's triple jump. So you're, so you're pounding yeah, yeah, yeah. for three jumps on right. this rough-ass rubber turf thing. Uh-huh. On a broken foot, bro? Yeah, I, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, this foot's not broken. I looked myself dead in the mirror and said, your foot isn't broken. You had a heart-to-heart with yourself, bro? Like, literally, I said, like, it's not. What'd you do? <laughs> what you do afterwards? Bro? Nigga, I jumped. That shit was broken. My thing is this though. What? <laughs> Hold up, bro. So on a broken foot. So I actually bro- broke my my foot during regionals. Mm-hmm. Doctors say, but I, I didn't even register it until pre- preparing for state. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why my foot hurt? Because I would just be chilling. It would just be this throbbing, terrible pain. Right. And then um, I'm like, let me go check this shit out from the uh, team doctor right and you know how doctors be 
when you tell them something hurts, the first thing they they do is grab a heavy ass thing and bang it against right, it. Right, right. Like, it hurts for real. Like, yes, nigga, I said it hurts. Like, so they're just banging away. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, I'm I'm gonna do a test. And then they did the test and they showed that my foot was like broken. Right. They're like, you know, X Y Z, all, all these things. Mm-hmm. And then they were they were giving it to me as if they were breaking my world. Like, we're sorry to say, but your foot is broken. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm about to not. Co- Compete, right? I said, what do you? I said, okay. I got this triple jump. Yeah, I said, do you know what's what's going on on Friday? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this. About the goddamn foot. <laughs> I took my my black ass right to I'm Jacksonville, nigga, and jumped. I'm dead, bro. <laughs> and placed. That's crazy. Yeah. And did you finally ever get in like a boot or anything? Yeah. So then, right afterward that that Monday, I I was in the boot, mm-hmm. walking around. Right. You're but, a better man than me, bro. Because I broke my collarbone in a in a football game one too, time in high too. school. And uh, I sat out. I, there was no way I was about to Boy. fight through that, bro. But, you know. <laughs> no, but collarbones, that's different, though. Yeah. In football, that's way different. Cause I played like, a couple plays afterwards, too, because I didn't realize it was broken. Like, it hurt. But I thought, you know how, like, you'll get hurt for, like, a couple plays and be all right. You get, like, a stinger or something. Yeah. Shit. I thought it was that. And then uh, next thing I know, it's fully broken. I broke my uh, my clavicle, too. For real? Yeah. And, um, Playing football? Mm-hmm. Landing on your side? Nigga, I got slammed on my face. I'm dead. And nigga broke my, my shit. What, what 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 was the play like? I got a jet sweep. I got a jet sweep. I took it. Boop boop boop. Stuck his ass uh-huh. inside the outside. Boop boop boop. Uh-huh. And then when I cut back, <laughs> when I, I cut back, I see Gabe right now. Gabe's really reenacting this shit right now. <laughs> and then so I shook I shook the um the uh, first nigga. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I tried to cut back inside instead of running just to the upside line, right. right? So like okay, so all right, I get the ball. I'm running sideways, mm-hmm. like sideline to to upside line, right? The um, nigga doesn't block the um the um, corner. Yeah. So I I shake his ass. Hey. Boop boop. Go upfield. Yep. Instead of going back t- to the sideline, away from from everybody, mm-hmm. I try to go back inside, bro. Right. And the nigga blindsides me, scoops me up, suplexes my dumb ass, <laughs> <laughs> hey, slams me on my neck. Yeah. Breaks my whole shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he actually ended up going to um to Ole Miss. So I mean, good for him, but. Right. Nigga, that was, and I instantly knew it was broken. Yeah, like it was there. No, I'm like my clavicle is broken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew immediately, nigga, because that pain. Yeah, it was different. When it's I different. broke my shit, it was different. And you can't sneeze. You can't sit down. Nothing, you can't roll over. You can't walk. It hurts every time you move. Yeah, my dumbass didn't wear the sling either. So my Me my whole collarbone is crooked. My mine is too. <laughs> That's crazy. Crooked brothers, and right? <laughs> <laughs> crooked collarbones. Crooked collarbones. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, what other headlines are out there? Teams taking a moment to let differently disabled teammates get a moment to shine. So, like, a teammate with Down syndrome, they they give him the ball, and, like, everybody fakes, falls over, and, like... So, I, I mean, yeah, I've seen all the viral videos of this where, uh, like, a Little League team or, you know, a midget football team or something like that will let a kid, like, run the ball up the middle and score a touchdown for, like, 60 yards, and everybody's cheering, and... Uh, I don't feel all the fake diving and shit like that. Like, that shit is kind of stupid. Like That's making a spectacle out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. you don't have to uh, make it into some shit that is not. But uh, I definitely like, nah, it's cool. I, it's cool to, like, you know, give them that moment and allow them to at least see what it feels like to have played and stuff like that. Um, yeah. There's definitely a better way to go about it, though. I totally agree with you. Like, the whole falling over and being yeah. all extra and dramatic, that's Treating that nigga like a coon, bro. Right. Like he's still a person. He's still a human being. Yeah. You don't gotta make this fake reality. Make this for fake him. reality, yeah. yeah, and like make it look like a cartoon. Right, like, right. Just, he's probably older than you, for yeah, real. Facts. Like, facts. So just 
treat him like a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And there's a way to give him that moment without making it fake as fuck. You fake know what I shit. mean? Yeah. I will say this, though. Here, mm-hmm. and here's where um, Dickhead Gabe comes in. Here comes some crab shit. I don't endorse this. Go ahead. <laughs> you didn't know you were gonna... I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't... <laughs> you don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't endorse this. Circumstance and situations need to be deeply considered before doing things like this. First play of the season or like last play of, of a non-playoff, non-conference game mm. where stakes aren't high. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. But playoff basketball, playoff football, conference games, mm-hmm. tight games, yeah. things where that action could have larger effects outside of just this moment that can go viral for about two minutes on right. on social media, that needs to be talked about more. Because, like, yeah, like I see videos where it's like they're they in the playoffs and, like, <laughs> kids are... <laughs> And kids are just shooting shots. I right. mean, <laughs> this is no shade, and this is not trying to be problematic, but like, right. they, everybody, I mean, no, nah, I get what you're saying. It's not the right time. It's just not the right time, bro. It's a time and place for it. It's a time and place to be on that shit. Like we're saying, though, there's a there's a way to do this without being like the fake diving. How there's do a way you, to so do then it. What, what does that look like? Maybe halftime or some shit. Do I something mean, during halftime. Like, it doesn't have to be during regulation. They could stop the clock for it or something. You know what I mean? Dude, so how do you, what should the kids do besides fake diving? Like, should they actually try to, like, dead-ass tackle them? Or, like, what should they, what should the players do on the field? Stimulate um, more of a defense? Like, what should they do? Yeah. But the fake dive shit is not it. That's not yeah, it. Yeah, the fake diving shit is stupid. Dumb. Um, I don't know. Just the shit. Let them run. But they can't do nothing. Yeah. Because cause that's, cause that's also whack. It should just be run, like. Just run alongside them. I don't know. It should be like, uh. What did we used to say at Boston College? Third tempo. Like what? Third tempo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. We're like, no one goes to the ground. Right. And it's like 70% max. Yeah. Are you uh, saying Are you saying you should... Not thud him up. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the but the linemen should be going... The the linemen should be going 70%. Mm-hmm. The the um, DBs, everybody else should be going like it should be a seventy percent game because right. he's still a person. It's not like he's a baby out of that bitch. Right. And just obviously, obviously, make where he's gonna run wildly, clearly open. I think it'll be easier in basketball. Basketball, you just let him shoot it. Like you maybe put a hand up, but don't block your shit or something like that. You know what I mean? But even that could be more like maybe like set him like a, a few picks and like right. let him like work around it, and work stuff around like that. it, like let him get open by himself. Don't just. Here is the right. ball, and like here's this free alley oop, right. like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, bro, there's some sports headlines that are just. I, I hate talking about this dumb shit. Hmm. Like, um, Julian Edelman. <laughs> 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 nah, this is actually a a good story. What's up? He went back to um, Kent State to get his degree mm-hmm. after like decades I saw he's or whatever. Thirteen year senior. Um, is that shit um a fluke though? How you go back after all those years no, and, and you're still uh there's no way he remembers what he learned those first three years or whatever. And can't I mean Kent State isn't like a Boston college or like it's not like a tough <laughs> Let me just throw shade. Kent State isn't no Harvard, it's not right, no Boston College. Right. Like I'm pretty sure you can go in there and just muscle your way to a C. Probably. Yeah, And he's Julian Edelman. Niggas are not gonna try to like stop him from getting his degree. Yeah. And like I get the principle of it. He's I think he said something like he wanted to 
go back and be a good example for his daughter or something like that and show that he can get the degree. But, uh, I mean, mm. I feel like it's just a piece of paper that he got, bro. My dad don't, don't got a college degree. Right. Once he, once he get, once he, once he won big, mm-hmm. he was like, for why? Yeah. What's but the, now uh, he might go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's 70. Awesome. I just want the degree or he wants to, uh, learn something. Good question. I think he just, bro, there's no way they held this Curtis, bro. <laughs> There's no way he could go back to school and pick back up where he left off at. There's no way. 50 years later? Yeah, right? <laughs> There's no way, bro. Dad, that's 50 years later. <laughs> that's just not how that shit should work or could work. Good, uh, good luck to you. Or not good luck. Good job, Julian. Right. Um, for getting your bachelor's and mm-hmm. whatever you got it in. I, I got a question for you, actually. What's up? Um, so, Lakers... Mm. They're trying to find a new head coach. Mm. So I think they just did this weird setup. A guy named Frank Vogel. I don't know where, why I know that Paula name. Paula Vogel. <laughs> a guy named Frank Vogel. I don't know why I know that name. <laughs> I think right. he was maybe an old Pacers coach. Okay. I just know that name from somewhere. I could be dead ass wrong about Is that. Is he white? Oh, uh, yeah. White mm-hmm. man. But they're pairing him with um, Jason Kidd, who somehow is black. Isn't Jason Kidd white? Yeah, right. Yeah, he, he's black. <laughs> he's some, black? Yeah, he's like on some uh, Nicole Richie type shit. I didn't know that he was black. I mean, I knew that he looked like a black man. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, go on. So, um, so yeah, the, I think it hasn't been confirmed yet, but the, the setup is going to be Frank Vogel's the real head coach, like the title head coach, but Jason Kidd's going to be like assistant head coach who's also just like, you know, a, a strong uh, figure as a coach for that locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Kidd, I guess this question is more about Jason Kidd. Right. Um, do you think that to be a good coach, you have to have played the sport at a mm. high level. Mm. Or do you think that like, you can just be understand the game just cause you understand the game type shit. Bro, that's a good ass. <sighs> cause like Jason Kidd played at a very high level. Hmm. Okay. Here we go. I might get some flag for this, but let's just do it, bro. Let's go. All great coaches, to me, have played that sport. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I personally can't name a coach who's who's considered great mm-hmm. who has not played at the at the at least the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Like, can you think? Like, did, did Coach K play play basketball at a collegiate level? I have no clue. It's he, something that, that would be cool to look up. Actually, he's someone who I don't know. That to me is a low is a is the barrier. If you if you have not played a college sport in the sport that you're coaching, mm-hmm. sis, so, yeah, I I I is what do you have to say? Right. Like the most you know about football is playing in your small town, Dairy, Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like <laughs> like Concord, Massachusetts high school team, nigga. Right. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up. Right. Right. <laughs> That's my opinion, bro. Yeah. But just because you play the sport does not mean in any way that you will be a good coach. Right. But be, but playing the sport is a necessary condition for you to be a great coach. Yeah. Right. Definitely so makes that. sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My whole thing with it was um, I like the fact that they hired Jason Kidd because I feel like all throughout LeBron's career he hasn't had anybody that he's had to like respect like on a mm. very high level as like yeah. a basketball player first. You know what I mean? Because Shit, that's LeBron James, who, of course, he understands the game of basketball very deeply and stuff like that. And, like, what are you going to tell LeBron James, like, I mean, everybody, basketball? Everybody's coachable, bro. That's not, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, I just feel like there's, 
Like, he's always walked all over whatever head coach he's had in his Thanks. career. And I feel like uh, having Jason Kidd there, who's somebody who's played at a very high level, I don't know how he is as, like, a leader and, like, being mm-hmm. able to, like, you know, uh, coach somebody. But at least he'll be able to provide input to the game that, like, LeBron has to at least, like— Respect. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Because right. Jason Kidd was an all-star for numerous years and stuff like that. Um, so there's that side of it. Um, and then just, like, in general, um, yeah, I think— I think you gotta have played it, like you're saying, to probably at least at the, like the collegiate level. I don't know what like a coach like Greg Popovich like. Did Greg Popovich play ball? Because he's probably the best coach in the NBA. And yeah, we, we need to like, look up all these people. Right, right. It's definitely um definitely something to look into. But like Popovich played at the Air Force Academy. Can you look up Brad Stevens, and he's considered like one of the best basketball minds right now. He so, played uh, at um DePaul. Okay, shit. Let me put some respect on Brad Stevens' name. I'm man. saying it's. Where did Coach K play? UNC. Imagine. Military Academy. West Point. So you got to clearly. So, you, yeah, you need to play college basketball. Point yeah. at, you haven't played. Obviously, uh, all these people didn't, weren't uh, Michael Jordan out here, but uh, I think they they must have had some, like, yeah. deep understanding of the game but, and stuff like that. They were true, like, truly passionate about it. Maybe their physical abilities held them back from actually being, you know, the best player. But And, bro, it could be an argument to say the mm-hmm. best coaches actually don't play at the pro, at the pro level. I think I that, Nick Saban, a, right? Um, the other nigga who's uh, uh Dabble Sweeney right. didn't play. Urban Meyer didn't play league, right? Uh, <coughs> my fucking um, all these white men who mm-hmm. we, we just named, um, Greg Popovich and whatever else. Mm-hmm. It could be a, it could be something about not playing in the pros. I feel like I feel like think about somebody like uh, let me pick somebody like Adrian Peterson or some shit like that. Um, if you were to try and go Yikes. and coach, bro, like think about it. He's just so OD and like such a physical specimen. Like he doesn't have to like understand the game deeply exactly. to like make plays. You know what exactly. I mean? Some people are so talented that they can't explain to you why they do yeah. or how they how they do it. Right. They just wake up and start doing shit. Right. And those make terrible coaches. Right. Those are terrible coaches. And that's why the good coaches, like we've been talking about, are p- people who didn't play at the highest Coach level. Coach can't play the Rutgers. Right. Didn't play in the in the league. Right, exactly. And he's, shit. Look the at best his track coach record. in college football. Look at his track record. Facts. So, uh, I mean, yeah, there's definitely something to that. And I think they probably have to have a deeper understanding of the game because they weren't able to make plays like that. Facts. And, so, and had to, to, like, to like be smart to even get to that point. Right. Jason Kidd, didn't he coach the Nets? When they first moved to Brooklyn, yeah, or? he he he's bounced around a couple of times. He coached the Nets for a little bit, coached the Milwaukee Bucks for a little bit, I think. So isn't his coaching record not, not that? It's like, not that tight, but right. I, you know, <laughs> maybe he maybe he's I mean, learning. He, maybe he's picking up the game though. Yeah, the I mean, only only counterpoint to this is Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr played at a very high level. Facts. And, uh, he, I, but uh, let's see. This is crab. But let's see a Steve Kerr on the Magic, right, nigga? I can coach the Golden State Warriors, agree, bro. like me right now. Today can pull up on Tuesday and be yeah. like, look, y'all niggas are gonna do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna win the game, yeah, bro. Literally, bro. So literally. I mean Yeah, so that, you know. There's <laughs> outside variables to that. Cause what's the name was was coaching Luke Walton's ass was right, coaching the right. Golden State Warriors and they, they, and, they, uh, and they won. Yeah. I think that was the seventy two and nine season. Right. Too. And look what he did at the Lakers, ain't shit. Right. Got right? fired in, yeah, right, not a hundred percent. You got fired in one season. I mean, he's also a very young man, but like mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Kerr, TBD on your coaching skills, right. in my opinion. Nah, I agree with that. I uh, totally agree with that. Something Shit. else. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, what other headlines are out Um, LeBron James is coaching his son in the Nike tournament. Okay. What are your thoughts about that? 
Shit, that's cool. Um, uh, as long as the sun is nice and, you know, there isn't that, like, because I know, I'm sure you had, when you were playing uh, sports growing up and stuff like that, you had coaches with, like, the coach's kid and stuff like that, gets yeah. favoritism and all that. Right. As long as none of that's going on, I guess it's cool. LeBron's enjoying his uh, offseason since he didn't make the playoffs. But my thing is this. What happens to, so LeBron James is going to just replace the coach who's been coaching him for the whole so season? LeBron James is dead, the head coach I of the team. I think so. Now. I mean, you know, I I didn't read the story. <laughs> you know, I I, I didn't read the story. Okay. <laughs> I just saw the headline. I said that looks good. Let's put it in. Shit, I mean, who's more qualified than LeBron James? But it just respect though, just yeah, because you're LeBron James doesn't mean that you can come into like imagine Doug Flutie just one day walking into BC being like, right. I'm the coach now. Right. <laughs> right. I mean. I hope they win, bro. Whatever. LeBron right. James, Father of the Year, all that shit. Right. Narratives. Narratives. Mental health. Mm. In sports. Whoa, let's, what a let's, shift. Let's talk about this narrative. All right. We actually talked about Royce White before on the show. I just forgot. Isn't he trying to fight? Or yeah, he's yeah. trying to fight in the MMA. Isn't that the dude who, uh, who was afraid to like get on a plane and wanted to uh, bust everywhere or something like that in the NBA? And that's For the real? reason why he ended up getting out of the NBA? This could be it because he's talking about some mental health and this could be him. Yeah. So um right, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that that story though. You got something on your lip? You good? Yeah, bro. I uh, popped the pimple. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Live on air, <laughs> radio free Brooklyn, fifth and long. What's up? <laughs> All right, so Royce White, yep. and Larry Sanders are talking about mental health, just like everybody else in the world right now. Yeah. Um, they had early trauma in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they experienced. Panic attacks during their NBA career, mm-hmm. and now they're opening up about it, and you know, bringing a new perspective, perspective to sports, mental health, X Y Z. Right, your thoughts? About, um, not about those niggas, but about uh, mental health and sports, and about because they were saying, let me give you some more context. Yeah, they were saying mental health in sports is a difficult issue to speak about openly because um, obviously doctors can't talk about other people about their patients' files because that's against the law. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying um, players don't want to don't want to talk about it because they're seen as a problem or broken or not fit or like not ready or, you know, it's like a negative like, oh, like if, if AJ Dillon right. opened up and said, I'm depressed, you know, the, um, the blogs will be like, is he ready to play Florida State this week because of depression? You know right. what I mean? Like they'll, right. they'll blow it up. <clears throat> and then uh, they're saying that, um, Coaches might not sign players because they'll see their mental health as baggage and mm-hmm. affect their their money essentially. Yeah, and yeah. So now opening up to you, what is um, your thoughts about pers- about mental health and sports? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's definitely a real concern. I'm sure, like, say somebody was going from uh, going from college to the NFL in the draft mm-hmm. or something like that, and it came out that they had like depression and you know they're not a stable person or something like that. I'm sure it would take uh, like the draft stock would take a hit because of that. Is that whack though? Um, I it shouldn't. I wish it wasn't that way. I guess, but um, I feel like it makes sense. Like that's just a team. That's a team's investment. And in- do you think though it was like he? It can be assumed that he was or or she was battling with that mental health issue before the draft. So why would that affect the performance? Like. <clears throat> Now and not then. Yeah, you know? I get that. That's a that's like that's a very fair point. But at the same time, like 
it just and I'm not saying like this person like say they're a first round draft pick they should I don't know be a fifth round draft pick now but I could see why maybe they fall a couple draft slots or something like that just because <laughs> they're just not as they're not like, as sure about them you know speed, what I mean B plus right hands right A minus <laughs> mental health D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro um, yeah I mean I just I I wouldn't blame a team if they if they you know had some caution about drafting a player if there was some issues with mental mental health and right. you know what I mean? Like that's their investment as well. And uh if But do you think they should invest preemptively instead of saying we're not going to do it? Mm-hmm. Do you think it should be a more proactive like, okay, we're gonna take him but also make sure that there's therapy for all our players and that like we can not 